Welcome to the Misfit One Lifestyles with Elizabeth Colon. She will awaken and connect with your Misfit One. Are you tired of the ups and downs in your life? Are you ready to live a healthy lifestyle once and for all? We are talking about all aspects of your life. Being fit is not just physical. It's also your mind and soul. Learn how to take steps in your life to move towards your goals. Elizabeth's goal is for everyone listening to the sound of her voice to get fit. Let's get focused. Let's get intentional. And let's transform. Now here's your host, Elizabeth Colon. You guys, you're listening to Miss Fit One Lifestyles, and I'm your girl, Elizabeth Colon, also known as Miss Fit One. Man, I hope that you have your pen and paper ready because today's guest is phenomenal. She's been a triathlete for 20 years, but On top of that, something even more impressive is she has been a guide for the blind and visually impaired triathletes for the past 12 years. Welcome, Carolyn. This is amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to be talking to you. Seriously, I was like, wow, goals for days. Tell everybody a little bit about you and how did you become a triathlete first? That's always an interesting one. I, I grew up in a pretty athletic household, but man, when I was in um, you know, early childhood and middle school, you could just give me a bag of Doritos and I would sit and watch TV for you know 12 hours. That, no. Yeah, I mean, I am the, one of the laziest active people you'll meet. So it, so that was, you know, childhood, right? Right. I started running in high school mostly, um, and I joined the cross-country team, and so I started getting into that, and that's how I learned all about how you, um, how if you put in effort in, in your training, it actually pays off in racing. Um, so that was a valuable lesson. But I just remember one year I asked my dad um, if he would help me get a bike <clears throat> so that I could do a triathlon, because I think my cross-country captain had run a marathon, and I just wanted to do something that was outside of the box. And so that was the summer before my senior year of high school. Um, I did my first uh, triathlon. So it was an international distance triathlon. And I actually wrote my college entrance essay on what it was like to do that race. And wow. then I, was I mean, I, I love how you say how you were hooked because I, I ran, you know, I, uh, I don't know if I'm hooked. Like, it's so funny. I run because I have to run. Um, and I trained the Marines um, when we was living in California. You know, they ran everywhere. Um, but after I had to have knee surgery, I was like, all right, yeah, cool. That's why you what got I the got. Peloton. The bike, that's right. I have a Peloton too. I'm a big fan. Carolyn, we have to totally <laughs> because I use it all the time. Yep. Do you? I use it a lot. And I even do the audio workouts for running. Um, so I don't have the tread yet, but um, I'm a big fan of the program, especially for people who are just trying to get into fitness. I think that there's something for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, what's so funny is some of my clients will say, you use Peloton a lot, like you totally dependent on you heavily dependent on it. I said, do you know why? Because I don't like to come up with my own workouts yeah. all the time. It's easier to just put something on 
knock it out. And you do what they tell you. <laughs> right, right. You know, because you know that we have to come up with something, yeah. think about it. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to just get in. I use the audio too, um, but not for the run. I did that. I made a mistake and did that. Um, <laughs> They're hard. Oh, my gosh. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. I, I mean, they pushed me. I did it, but I was like, yo, no. Like, no. Mm-hmm. But I did it for walking. Um, my my dog is overweight. He gained a little yep. too much weight over COVID. So I am now dedicated to take him for his walks, right? Um, yep. So I do a little 20-minute one. Um, yeah, Exactly. Uh, Even if you don't have the bike, that's my plug is for, I know people who want to get into fitness and health are are following you get the app because there's a lot you can do without the equipment. Thank you. Please. You guys heard her. I mean, it's everything yoga, um, outside the tread, they got boot camps. They have, they even have dance. Have you saw one of the dance classes? I, I have seen this. I, I mean, I would have to have a couple drinks before I tried that. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> it is so funny. I do it like on a Saturday when you know I'm kind of like sitting around like, oh, just do it, you know? That um, is awesome. It is so fun. You have to try them all. Yeah. But, you know, when you did your first triathlon, where was that located at? That was in Chicago. It was the, uh, it, back then it was the Mrs. T's Chicago triathlon. Now it's Accenture. Um, but yeah, a big race. That, I'm like, how many miles is a triathlon? What would you do? Can so you- it depends, and okay. we can talk the whole spectrum. There's a distance for everybody. The distance I did for my first one was a nine-tenths of a mile swim, 24.8-mile bike, and a 10K run, which is 6.2 miles. But there are Ironman triathlons, which I've done many of, which is a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike, and then a marathon. And then there are ultras that are even longer than that, which I have not yet done, so I won't, I won't speak about those. <laughs> well, you know, you've um, participated in nine Ironman, right? Nine as a guide, and I did one solo. Right. I mean, and, and talk about being a guide. You know, when I read on you, and it was so amazing, your athletes that you guide are so phenomenal i mean it it goes back to um there's no excuses i i love it and i think everybody that i race with would probably feel the same way because the first thing i want to qualify with is the women i race with are amazing in their own right they also just happen to be blind or visually impaired like they're professionals they have their own you know um fantastic lives and they want to do triathlon which is something i've loved forever uh, but yeah, they, it does take, it's logistically challenging as a blind person. Um, right. you know, and I like to say that when I'm talking to folks, because it's like, imagine every time you want to go work out outside, you need to have somebody with you um, to act as your eyes. So it's just logistically, you've got to line up tons and tons of people to help um, because you, you can't find the same person every single day to train. So there is a lot of indoor training for them oh. and it's, it's a lot to deal with. I never even thought about that, but that is very true. Like, I did not even think it was a lot of things I didn't think about and shame on me right shame on me for saying what I can't believe it but it makes sense because just because they're visually impaired doesn't mean they are totally impaired I have a perfect next guest for you then because I have a wonderful friend who is blind who would love to speak with you so you can hear all all about it from her because it's a partnership Right. And, and we complete the race together. So we're tethered on the swim, on the bike, we ride a tandem, and then on the run, we're tethered as well. And we are step-by-step 
you know, side by side the whole way till we crossed the finish line. How did you get started with that? So I kind of fell into it. I remember that there was a group, Achilles International, that I'd seen in the park, in, in Central Park when I lived in New York. Um, so I knew about guiding, but I had no idea really what it meant. Um, and the way I fell into it was I was registered for the New York Triathlon in 2008. And this was about a week before the event. And I got a phone call from a friend of mine who said, oh, you know, we have this blind woman coming in to New York to do the New York City Tri. She doesn't have a guide. Do you know anyone that can help? Because he, he knew I was in the community. And I was like, well, I'll try, you know, um, right. so I had to figure it out um, basically that weekend. Um, but after crossing that very first finish line, it was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, does it, what do I care about racing alone? You know, that's incredible. I'm really like in awe of you and in awe of not only you doing the triathlete, because Ironman within itself is That's a long one. I mean, long, long. I was talking to my daughter um, prior, and I was saying, wow, she did nine Ironman, you know, with someone else, mm -hmm. and did another one on her own. And I said, I did. I really did. I did train for one. Um, the the biking, of course, would be no problem. I think the running, I can do it. I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I would get hooked, but I could muscle through it yeah. right I can get through it but my weakest part would be the swimming mm -hmm. so I kept training on that train and I kept getting um swimmers ear and ear infections and so I was like okay I, I'm just out how yeah. do you prepare for them well so it uh lately it's been peloton and running um so <laughs> all of my events this year were pushed to next year so uh, and I, lately, actually, I've been really trying to figure this out, how to do that with a kid, because uh, I have an 18-month-old now. But before, what I would do is, you know, because I work a full-time job and I travel, I would do between 30 and 90 minutes, but usually between 30 minutes and an hour of working out, whether that's swim, bike, run, on weekdays. And then on the weekends, you're doing long workouts. So I had a coach who would help. And yeah, you got to do, because the, you know, a cutoff for an Ironman is 17 hours to do the whole thing. Um, but you have to meet deadlines along the way. Um, so you might have to do a, you know, five, six hour bike ride on Saturday and then run, you know, 13 to 16 miles on a Sunday. So that's a lot of your weekend. Wow. And, and for you guys, um, who can't see her, I just want to tell you, she is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> she is such a beautiful spirit, a beautiful soul, and it's all packaged with a beautiful woman. And it is so crazy. I want to go back to when you said you work full time. Um, you are wealth management, right? I work in investment management. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I basically, I sell mutual funds to, um, and, now ETFs to financial advisors. So I'm more of a consultant than anything. My husband is a financial advisor. Oh, and, cool. um, and I said, oh my gosh, she is amazing. Because they don't really have your personality, you know? So <laughs> you know what I mean? But talk about an important job, financial advisors, really important job. Yeah, yeah, it, it I is. I help financial advisors. Yes. <laughs> and, that makes more sense, right? Yeah. Because um, I can't get my husband to get off the couch, less known, you know. <laughs> I don't know how he's married to you then. I know. He, he has committed to one day a week. He does tennis. Right. So I'm like baby steps, right? Let's do it baby yeah. steps, you know. And that's one of the things that you also push, right? 
it doesn't have to be drastic. Yeah, that is definitely because I think, especially when I come and talk to people about Ironmans, right? It's they assume that I'm going to say you should do this really long race. And to me, I believe in celebrating every small win and doing whatever distance makes sense for you and whether, and whether it's racing or not. But I mean, if you get a 10 minute Peloton workout in, you should celebrate that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm with you too. And, and it's so crazy because um, I find a lot of times when I'm talking to prior um, clients and mostly when I talk to new clients, they think that it's, it's all or nothing, right? You have to do so much and I have to work out three hours a day. I'm like three hours a day. Ooh. Like, are you going for, you know, the marathons? What, yeah. is, what is your goal? What is your end goal? And, um, and, and it's not that serious. You know, you can take, um, like you said, a five-minute walk, 10-minute Peloton, anything, and you are winning. Yep. And I think when people set these crazy goals and they fall short, and now I've done this, so I'm not trying to say that I know what I'm, I'm talking. I mean, I'm not trying to say that I've done this perfectly. It's like, I want to do a two-hour, you know, workout. I don't have time. I run out of time. Still do something. Right. It's okay if you don't get all of, all of the workout in. It's all about just getting whatever you can in whenever you have time, especially for people that are, you know, busy with work and parenting and all of that. Right, right. Okay, parenting. Tell us about your baby. Oh, she's the greatest thing in the whole world. Oh, uh, my yes. gosh. She's 18 months old now, and she's just so fun, and she is so active, and I think you need to work out just to be able to keep up with your kid. I don't, I don't know how people do it if they're not physically healthy. I agree. I agree. I the same thing because they are constantly busy. They're constant. I'm I'm now a grandmother, so no way. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even believe that. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm telling you, my grandbaby is like seven months old. And oh, congratulations! I can't see her. Thank you. I can't see her anymore because of. Yeah, COVID. But we do Zoom, you know, mm -hmm. and once a week, and she's so busy. Like, wow. And 18 and months. And mm -hmm. 18 months, it, she can run away from me now. Yes. <laughs> and she does. <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, being in shape for that, especially seeing a lot of my friends and family, you know, becoming parents. My sister just had a baby a week ago, and, and she and her oh, husband worked out a lot. I know. And to your point, I really hope to meet the baby at some point soon, but I'm also not pushing it because I respect right. how dangerous this is. Uh -huh. uh, but I'm just so glad that she was a runner because I just know how exhausting it is to go up and down and, and have to follow a baby and pick up the baby. And now she's 30 pounds. And, you know, Peloton's actually been the best thing for me not to continually plug it. But I, no, I do it all the time. It's, it's good. <laughs> I, I talk about it all the time because yeah. it's it's the truth. Yep. Right. And since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. No gyms. No gyms. It's Especially not, here in Charlotte. Nothing's open yet. So Right. Oh, that's right. You know, we are neighbors. And mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. How have I not met you before? Well, you know? We will definitely have to meet when this is done. <laughs> this, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I know. I, and how have you been handling it? Because a lot of times we, we talk about our physical yeah. because that's what people can see. Um. How did you do mentally with the whole COVID thing? How are you dealing with that? 
I, th this has been wild. The, so for me, in some ways, it's been wonderful because I'm home every night with my husband and my baby. And then we also take care of my mom. So she's home. So I'm helping my husband more. So again, shout out for the um, co-parents who are men who do, you know, the, the heavy lifting. Because my husband is the one that does, he's the primary caregiver. Uh -huh. I travel so much. So that's been great because I feel like I'm participating more in the household. Right. Um, but it's definitely been hard when, you know, this weekend I was supposed to be doing Ironman Maryland with my friend Randy, um, and it got pushed a year out. So I was just, actually, I got a little sad this morning looking at my calendar because I had it crossed off. Oh. Um, and it's just like, I can't see her. I can't, you know, train with her. She lives in a different state. Um, and and I certainly worry more for people who aren't as, you know, fortunate as I am to be employed and, and to have support, you know, with family members who live with me. Um, so I'm not going to complain about a thing, but I also don't want to lose sight about, you know, how hard this is for so many people. Right. And you know what? You said it best early. You have to uh, adjust. We have to pivot, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think the people that are coping with it the best, because we all have our moments, yeah. but I think the people who coping with it the best are the people who are willing to pivot, right? We don't have to do the same thing, you know. It's, I want to get back to normal. Well, now this is a new normal. Yeah. Um, and learn how to adjust within this normal this do you yeah. know what i mean yes no i do and i'm thinking about people who are maybe newer on their fitness journey and health journey and how much this can throw you for a loop actually it's funny i've lost like seven pounds since covid started sorry to anybody who gained the code 15 but with traveling and eating at work i was eating terribly i would say <laughs> or at least way too many cal calories um, right. so cooking has been helpful but i think about people who are really used to the gym and i just think if you can get outside that mindset and just you know buy some bands just do body weight workouts. You can get in incredible shape. Um, there are ways to work around gym closures. And I know we've been in this a while, so I'm sure most people have figured it out. But uh, I just keep preaching that. <laughs> you, you're absolutely right, because you would think most people have figured it out. But I've spoken to several people who are still, I got to get to the gym. I have to get to the gym. I can't do anything. I get to the gym. I'm like, no, yeah. we could do so mm -hmm. much without the gym. Um, yeah. And it's, I think it's also just a mindset, you know. Yeah. And my whole platform is fit, right? Focus, intentional, and transforming. Yeah. And you fit that in every way. I want to ask you about when you train with your, um, what do you call them? guest that when you got your partner your partner yeah your partner yeah when you when you train with them do you meet with them and go over everything how does that work what does that look like so especially for people who want to get into guiding um every time you meet a new person that you're going to run with or bike with you have to go through what they think is important um because there, there is no certification to become a guide. I can certainly um, share resources that, that can help you get you in the right direction. People can message me, but each person's different. And what one person might need is completely different than another because people have different levels of vision. They have different uh, you know, um, feelings about whether they want physical contact or whether they really don't want to be touched, things like that, how much communication they want. So yes, I try to plan out as much as possible. Um, now with many of the people I race with, I, I know them so well that it feels second nature, but I still want to, you know, touch base and just see what's going to make them comfortable. Um, right. So yeah, you definitely want to plan out um, how you're going to think about making curves. 
you know, like if you have to make a 90 degree turn, are you counting down three, two, one? Um, do you just grab them, their arm? All of these little things are really important to talk about. Okay, now you have my mind going so, because I did not think about that. Um, so you have to give clues to yeah. like what's coming up or what's, you know, I, I try to, to think about it as when you were a kid and we used to play blind man and um, I know you probably didn't do it because you guys are sophisticated, but us little country no, people I'm would sure go. I'm sure we did a lot of weird. <laughs> well, it's like Marco Polo. You know, I don't know. Right, yeah. Um, and I would have my mom, you know, hold her hand and say, mom, guide me. And, and I remember you know, walking behind her. I actually knocked myself out one time in Jimco because she didn't hear me say that. And she was like, uh-huh. And I'm walking and I ran. I definitely I mean, didn't play that game. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're smart. You're smart. But that makes me think about how you have to um, trust the person that they with. So your friends and your partners are putting so much trust oh, yeah. in you so that they can navigate. Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting thing, right? Because they know how to navigate without me. No question. Right. They either have a cane or a guide dog. Uh, and so, yes, when they suddenly give up the tool that they're used to, because, of course, these are really competent, successful, professional people. Right. Uh, and so then they have to trust me. Uh, and I never lose sight of that. And it's one of the things I'm most grateful for. A, that they want to spend time with me, period, because... I think anybody who wants to hang out with me, I'm, I'm really excited by that. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, but you, this is a lot of time that they're going to be spending with me and they're relying on me to not do something stupid. So, um, I love that because what, I, what comes to mind is when you first meet them initially, I know you're good friends with them all now, now and yeah, but, they are but I meet, amazing. I meet new people too, yeah. Right. When you, when you meet with them, do you meet with them? before COVID? Did you meet with them face-to-face -face or they have to be in your area? How did that work? How so did you I do, find your people? Uh, well, that's, that's been a dec over decade long journey, finding the group of okay. people that I mostly, but when it comes to, if you were, to, if I were to start day one right now, okay. um, yes, ideally you want to find somebody in your area because they might need you for training and things like that. Like racing is awesome, but it matters less than training. It's not too hard to find somebody who wants to you know, travel somewhere and race with you. Well, that's not true. It's hard to find guides, period. But I really, and, and that's one thing I haven't been great at, especially with travel and, and now having a kid is I want to be more available for the day-to-day -day stuff. Um, but now with COVID, it's impossible. Uh, but yeah, ideally what you want to do is find a local group or um, sign up on a website called United in Stride that can pair athletes in the area. Um, basically a blind person or a visually impaired person can sign up on the website, say where they are, what they need. And a sighted person can sign up and say that they're willing to guide. Um, and the other thing is sometimes if there's nobody in your area, the thing to do is reach out to local communities that serve um, blind and visually impaired people. Because I've encountered folks that didn't know who were blind, who didn't know that that was an option, you know, running with a guide. So wow. if you really want to make it happen, there are ways to, to make it happen, but it's not as easy as, oh, I'm just going to put my name in and suddenly there will be three people that need my help. It, it doesn't work like that. Right, right. Well, you know, everything, you have to move with intention, you know, so you have yeah. to be intentional about it. And I thought of something else when you said um, the communities that you can go to them because I, I, like I said, when I was doing the research, I was just so in awe of you. I'm like, and everything I saw again, I was like, wow. 
you are so incredible and you you run with them you bike with them i mean y'all do this uh race what it is it um race across america race across america can you i mean people can't see my mouth is open like because you're riding a bike not just by yourself because i i'm i think i'm a pretty competent rider but when i think of somebody behind me um on a tandem bike and then what you just pointed out that we have to give clues we're turning um i wouldn't have never thought of that how how amazing are you and how does that work well i'm not going to say i'm amazing i feel very I'll, I'll say that okay well <laughs> i that's very kind of you um I would say that, so tandem riding is, it's kind of complicated, I think. Um, yes. Don't do it with your husband if you want to stay married. I, I used to make that joke, but then I had friends that ride with their husband or wife all the time, and they were like, no, 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 it's the best thing ever. It, what my friend described it as tandem riding is like, it's, uh, it will highlight what your relationship is like. So if right. your relationship is going well, it could be the best thing ever. If you have trouble communicating, you could go downhill really fast. So yes. be careful on a tandem. I'll be going downhill really quick because it's like yeah. turn to the left, right? No. Uh, oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. It, it is hard. Um, it's hard until you've gotten used to it. So, right. yeah, I mean, tons of communication when it comes to tandem riding. You really need to be, um, you know, no pun intended. You need to be in sync and you need to really communicate because if you shift gears quickly, that can be very jarring. Um, the most important thing is starting and stopping making sure you communicate with that. Um, so tandem riding is a whole thing in and of itself. Running is really straightforward compared to tandem riding. Right. You know, I was thinking about that um, to get on because we've done it when we're on vacations, you know, the kids get a tandem bike and they stand there for so long trying to get on. Yep. Like, <laughs> so, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, how do you get on? We're describing everything. So I'm saying, all right, I'm going to put my left foot over the frame. And then I'm going to, like, if I'm using bike shoes, I'll say, and I'm going to clip in left. And then they do the same thing. And then I'll say, lifting the pedal up. Then I'll say, one, two, three, and we're going to pedal. And before all this has happened, we're talking about how the way to get the bike to move is to get up the momentum that you need. So even if you can't get your other foot clipped in quickly enough, you need to keep pedaling so the bike moves and stays upright. And that's really important. And then maybe I'll clip in and they might still be trying to do it, or maybe they got it really quickly, and I'm still trying to clip in. It, it really depends on the situation. But yeah, it's knowing what to expect, knowing that you need to stay relaxed, and the bike needs to keep moving. And, and that takes so much trust. Really does. It really does. You know, not to say, like, running, we run, because you still have to, um, you know, communicate with that. But it's so many different components that go into it. You know, like you said, the clipping in, the pedals, um, the handlebars, um, or we turn, you know, and... And when you're on that bike, you can't, like, what if it starts raining, if it's too windy? I mean, I can think of, like, a thousand things. Yep. And sometimes you just, if it's too dangerous or whatever, you have to call it and you got to get off, you know? (laughs) Right, right. You, You know, when is it, when is it too dangerous? Well, honestly, when it comes to riding outside lately, I have, again, been opting for inside biking because I just, I don't trust drivers very much anymore. And I've been biking for so many years. That's a really sad statement to make. Um, So I think riding in places where there are a lot of 
bikers because then cars are expecting it. When cars know that there are bikers in that area, I think it's better. Or if you live in a really rural area and you can at least hear the cars coming behind you, um, that I think is helpful. But, you know, when it comes to at least race across America, which is, you know, 24 seven ride, unless there's like active lightning, you're pretty much riding. Uh, it doesn't really matter what the weather is there. Wow. And you should see endurance athletes are crazy. They will work out in just about anything. Right, right. I was just saying, oh, let me walk my dog because it's not raining. Because if it's right. raining, I'm just not walking my dog. You see, I'm like, oh, nope, sorry. You, you should be able to get on a Peloton. Um. <laughs> my husband hates working out in the rain. I love it. I'm like, let it be raining. I want to go outside in that. I don't know. I, I, for me, I actually prefer working out in kind of extreme weather except hot, super hot weather, because I just think that's not awesome. But um, right, right. if it's raining, snowing, whatever, I want to go running. So. Wow. You know, that's, I, I'm glad you said that, because I do need to change my um, mindset behind that. Because, I mean, I'm brown, but I'm not like brown sugar, so I won't <laughs> melt right away. You know what I mean? It takes a while. So I could actually go out and do it. It wouldn't well, think about this. You're more hardcore if you're doing it at a time when other people aren't. And right. I, I like that. So I've struggled with mornings my entire life. I still don't work out in the morning on a regular basis once in a while. I, I want more than anything to be a morning person. But the one thing when I do it is I'm like, I feel proud of myself because I'm like, not many people are up right now. Right. And that's my, I do that too. I work out in the morning and I um, get out, I work out every morning before my husband oh. even gets up. By the time he gets up, I've already made coffee, fed the dog, did all the stuff and got my workout done. I am not that person. I wish I were that person. <laughs> oh my gosh. I cannot do it in the evening. I, I just cannot. My my brain. I'll run at nine o'clock. I can do that. That's 9 p.m. Like not a problem. No way. But I wish I could do 5 a.m. I, I, you know, and maybe if you have people who have really good tips, I've read every article on it, but I cannot work out in the morning. Race day, I can do. If there's a deadline or someone's mm -hmm. waiting for me, mm -hmm. I can do that. But if it's just me, so I've been doing Peloton things where I'll say, all right, I've got a friend in another state. And I'm like, hey, let's do this ride at 6 a.m. That'll get me up. Right. Yeah, but, that's what I was going to say. To work out early is get a partner. Yeah. Um, because I can let myself down, but I would never let you. Exactly. Right? I'm like, oh, I could sleep in, but oh no, Caroline is waiting for me, so I got to get up. So yeah, so I would suggest if you really want to do it in the morning. I need like five or six partners, like yeah. one for each day. Well, yeah. talk about the one of the pressures of guiding. I would say it's like it's so not about you. So like my only fear guiding is just that I will let the person that I'm racing with down. And to be fair, none of the athletes I race with, you know, would ever put that pressure on me, but that's always in the back of my mind. Um, and so it definitely motivates me to stay fit throughout the year. Um, just in case, you know, there was ever somebody that needed something last minute or whatever. Um, you've got to be really fit to make sure that you are there for your partner. Right. And, and that's a very good point that you say, because you have to um, stay ready. So um, you don't have to get ready um, when somebody call you, you know what I mean? There's been fewer sort of last minute races, but my, when I initially started guiding, it was, I was like a sub, I was a fill in um, okay. the first Ironman I ever guided. Uh, the woman that I raced with, Patricia, her, she had a guide. They were in Seattle. They were training. And this was five weeks before Ironman Lake Placid. 
and they crashed um, during a training ride on um, wet railroad tracks and her guide broke her wrist. And so I had to sub in and thankfully I was in, you know, I wasn't in Ironman shape, but I was in good enough shape and I knew how to, how to ride well and I could, I, I knew how to guide. So I subbed in, um, but that's how that first Ironman happened. So five weeks notice. Um, wow. So that's now my, like my uh, gauge is, could I do an Ironman if you asked me to? I don't think I could today, but uh, generally that's what that. I try to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's so funny. That's your gauge. I keep mine is, um, cause people always say, do you, body build and I did uh, you know compete um when my my daughter was like two my oldest now she's 30 so you know of course I don't anymore but I always want to look like I can right you say Uh, of course you don't but you don't know life is long you might start again in 10 years come on you have to have seen all those motivational videos yes I know that's the thing it's never too late ever if you want to you know that's, that's my big thing. People are like, oh, I can't. It's too late. I've had, it's like, I want to have a different athletic career in another 15 years. You know, like, and there are age groups for a reason. I think everybody should try something new. Or if you take a break, come back to what you used to love. Like, it's never too late. And, and you, you're dead on because um, me as an athlete in my, as a youth, because I played all the sports, and then me in 20s, um, after having my babies, um, you know, it, you evolve um, as an athlete because I used to do it with chains and flipping tires and you know what I mean? Like all yeah. these things. But now I'm almost 50. So I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and get on that Peloton, lift yeah. some weights, do some yoga. You know, you do change. And that's so important for people to know. That's a great great point because a lot of times um, women my age are looking at young girls right doing all these jumping and running they're doing I'm like and they just psych themselves out because they said oh I can't do that but um start wherever you are right absolutely absolutely start wherever you are it's uh that's exactly the way to put it I, I I think it's so important that we stay fit Right. And when I say stay fit, like I like how you said you like to stay fit and if you can run, um, do an Ironman. Right. I probably should revise that now. But, <laughs> but you know, that's how I was for a long time. I'm, you know, right. I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape. But yeah, that's, that's a long time to sit on a bike. But yeah, you got to set that whatever that goal is. Um, but I also think it's important to mix it up. Like you got to take breaks. And I'm like, for instance, the past month, I wanted to make sure I was strength training a few times a week. So I set a goal. I used Strava to track my workouts. And I just wanted to make sure I hit that because I don't, I wasn't strength training enough. And I've seen such huge differences. And maybe I sacrificed running to get in more, you know, weightlifting sessions. But I think that was really, really good for me to do. Really, really good point. I mean, because I am... I'm all about weightlifting. I I love my weights. Um, And it's funny how some people are, you know, that can do cardio. cardio. Uh, No, I'm like, look, give me the least amount that I have to do. I'll get that in, but I will make sure I hit my weights. And I'd argue that's better for you, honestly. Like everything I read about weightlifting. I was just about to say that. And, but what's crazy is women 
we uh, usually go for cardio, 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 because we mm -hmm. think that that's going to get us slim and we're going to lose all this weight. We're going to burn all these calories because we are sweating. But the truth of it is lifting weights, if you do mm -hmm. that just in the middle of the day or the first thing in the morning, at night, wherever, yep. when you're eating, you're burning calories. When you're sleeping, you're burning calories. But when you do cardio, we know that once you stop that activity, you're done. Yep. And so I haven't I, read enough about that to comment, but I do know just how I do know that yeah, the the calorie burning of of weight of um weightlifting continues throughout the day, and it, cha it changes your body in ways that cardio doesn't. It scopes. And I am a personal trainer and a nutritionist. So yeah. I'm telling, I, I can speak you. for it. Look, yeah. I can speak for it. Yeah, you can jump rope and you can burn a lot of calories or you can run. But once you stop doing the activity that you're doing, your calories are not being burnt. Um, like when you lift in weights, because once you lift weights, you know, when you're done, then your body has to start repairing it and doing all that. That's when it's, it's still burning. So I think I picked lifting weights over cardio because I'm lazy. <laughs> what a funny statement. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get the most bang for my buck. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we talk about working out and doing all these things and you had that five week uh, notice, that's just crazy to me. That's so mind blowing. Don't recommend that. Yeah. No. <laughs> how, how do one get ready to be a guide? What is their steps or anything like that? Do when it comes to guiding, you gotta, you've got to find somebody either local or a community where you can just show up and, and try it out or you meet somebody um, and you have a conversation with them and you set up a time. But when it comes to sort of rules of thumb, if you're planning to race with someone, Ideally, you want to be faster than they are when you're having your worst day physically and they're having their best day. That's, that's ideal. It doesn't always work out that way. So it's not like you have to be scared of it. But when it, you know, let's say you're not in the best shape or, you know, what if you find somebody who's new to running? I mean, sometimes it's just about spending time with the person. So I have, I had um, my friend Ashley flew into North Carolina last year to do the, um, to do the Charlotte half marathon with me. I was, I guess, seven months or eight months postpartum. I didn't know what kind of shape I was going to be in, but at that point, you know, she wanted to get a half marathon in and I wanted to see her and I wanted somebody who could, who was okay with whatever pace I needed. And it ended up being fine that I was able to go as fast as she wanted. But, you know, at that point it was just about the relationship and just going out there and participating together. And it was a blast. So. Great. That, that is good to know because it, it's crazy. Um, as an athlete, we just do, you know, we don't think about it because we've done it for so long and we just do. But when you put the whole thing about being a guide and now you and this person are working together to accomplish this amazing goal, it has to be synergy there. It definitely does. But and there's absolutely nothing more meaningful than getting to, you know, cross the finish line with a good friend. I mean, there's a reason why I can't stop, you know, <laughs> like, it's just so fun. And I, if I wanted to go, I could sign up for an Ironman and do it tomorrow. Any of my friends who are blind or visually impaired, if they want to do an Ironman, they need to find the person who, with, you know, with whose schedule it works, uh, the person who wants to train for it, who can spend the money, you know, to travel to wherever, like, it's not that simple. And so I never take that for granted. And I never take it for granted when somebody wants to race with me. 
Well, how can people stay in contact with you? Uh, you can certainly find me on Instagram, Carolyn Bikes. My name is spelled, well, I think people have been reading it today, but it's spelled like Caroline, but it's Carolyn Bikes, so C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-B-I-K-E-S.com. Or, no, actually, I do have a website, but I don't update it. So Carolyn Bikes at Instagram is probably the best way and send me a message. Um, I'm always happy to talk to people who want to get into guiding. And I can share some links with you um, for some sites that are helpful if, uh, if you want to share that in the notes or whatever. I would love that because I think that is such a amazing purpose, right? So we take our passion and when we connect it to a purpose, it's like nothing that we can't do. And um, this is all new to me. I never even heard of this ever. A lot of people Um, haven't. (laughs) And so this is so delightful that I you know nothing's more than learning something new right to me I I love learning things and you really have taught me and I'm sure my listeners so much today what else are you going to be doing what is what's coming up on in the future well I'm probably going to run a virtual marathon in November and now that I've said it out loud I probably have to do it Mm -hmm. um just just to make sure I can run the distance still and it's give me something to train for um, so that's really what I'm going to focus on right now is just building up the mileage there, but continuing to strength train because I don't want to lose what I've gained over the past few weeks. Um, and I'm just, I'm recommitted to that. Uh, and then focusing on next year when hopefully we can race safely, you know, doing all of the races that were um, postponed because of COVID. Wow. Thank you so much. I am, you, you have a new fan. I am going to be watching everything. (laughs) I think I could be, thank you. I think I could be a really good, um, water girl. You know, like if you pass by, I can give you some water, like, Oh, that's also important. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for taking time and spending a little of your time with us today. I know you're a busy mom. Um, so you guys, Listen, before we say goodbye, I want you to think about what she was saying today because there's no reason to not work out, to not start. And I think she said it best, just start wherever you are. So until then, stay fit. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.